Greetings, fellow explorers. Welcome back to another thrilling episode of the You Know Show. I'm your host, Aaron, and as always, I'm joined by our co-host, Cousin Landon. Hello. Good day. Hello. Round two. I, we're going to talk about Star Trek. I'm looking forward to this. Long prosper, bro. Oh, I'm doing the finger in. I really need to do it out. Mm. Yes, I think it's got to be out. In means something completely different. Trust oh, me. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, today we're continuing our journey uh, through the cosmos with the second part of our Star Trek original series special. Uh, we'll be di- diving into some of the most iconic episodes that have left a mark on fans across the galaxy. So let's set our phasers to fun. Huh. Oh, oh. And dive right in. Hmm. All right, we're going to start with uh, Where No Man Has Gone Before. Now, this is the second pilot that uh that was ordered by nbc they so they didn't really much like the first pilot episode that had christopher pike right as the captain so it got retooled spock was the only one they brought back all of the other characters were brand new including james t kirk um so this was our second pilot but it didn't air until the third episode of the first season um it introduces us to the mysterious barrier at the edge of the galaxy and the potentially dangerous consequences of ESP. Landon, what are your thoughts on the crew encountering this barrier and the ethical dilemma that Captain Kirk faces with his friend Gary Mitchell's growing godlike abilities? Uh, I thought it was a, a cool start to the series. Of course, I had come into the show having watched the movies first. And mm-hmm. so when I when I'm like, all right, I'm ready. I'm going back and I'm watching this. Of course, I spent half of the ep- uh, half of the episode really adjusting from the difference to William Shatner later in life and and of course all of them to now. And so and, and then the rest of it the plot was pretty pretty good, I guess. You know, just um I can feel like my dad who was probably watching this show when he was in his teens or something. You know what I mean? It's just going going oh my gosh what are they gonna do what are they gonna do (laughs) (laughs) it's not like it was heavy plot driven and you feel the drama and the the serial type of you know you know (laughs) it's just kind of funny but i I mean i it was it was a good start i think what about you um you know so so the episodes i chose for this for us to talk about today are basically uh, some just some of the top episodes that have been made the top lists uh, throughout fandom uh, over the years, and so you know this one where no man has gone before, being the second pilot, um, and yet being the third episode that was aired, uh, you know it it to me it was just kind of a run of the mill kind of feeling episode. Um, it's interesting that uh, that they encountered that barrier at the edge of the galaxy because there's a lot of talk about that barrier over the years and throughout the different um, different series. But uh, it's really explored in uh, Star Trek Discovery, uh, one of the newer series. Uh, this most recent season, I believe, uh, right. I guess that'd be season four, where yep. they actually break through the barrier and leave right. the Milky Way galaxy. Right. And uh, 
and truly go where no man has gone before. It's so it's crazy. Um, so I think in that sense, this is a really important episode because it introduces something that is central to Star Trek lore and has carried on for where are we at now? 60 years later. Yeah. Um, almost 60 years later to to be used as a serious plot point in a different series. So right. um I just I just think it's fascinating to to know that there is continuity that has lasted that long. Um right. I think the only other more impressive continuity you can find is maybe Doctor Who, uh, that's getting ready to celebrate its 60th anniversary. Right. Uh so yeah. Um so yeah, uh it, it it's it's a captivating story, you know, kind of exploring the boundaries of human potential and the moral dilemmas that they faced uh with all of that. Uh next on our list, uh I actually find more more um compelling is Balance of Terror. So this is where we're introduced to the Romulans and yeah. uh, and we find out that they've got a cloaking device that yeah. can hide their ships. Um, so now that and, has lasted throughout. I mean, that, yes. that is such an important part of all series is cloaking technology. This, this is a super huge, important, and the conflict with Romulans lasts forever. Like Klingons, you work something out a little bit, you know, you're, you know, you, but we're going to all kind of get along. But Romulans, it's like, they're like the Slytherin of this show. You know? <laughs> There's a good Romulan here or there, but there wasn't, Death a, Eaters. <laughs> there wasn't a bad witch or wizard that didn't come out of Slytherin. So, That's right. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the Romulan Empire is, is just, it's so crazy. Um, and, and what's, what's really interesting, what I've, I've always thought was was fascinating is that uh, the commander of the warbird that uh, the Enterprise encounters is played by Mark Leonard, the same man who plays Spock's father, Sarek. Oh, he plays from... Sarek. I never yeah. made that connection. Really? So, so when they show up and they see the Romulans for the first time and see how similar they look to Vulcans, right? Um, you know how crazy is that i mean and you know we would later find out in in the course of telling the story that vulcans and romulans were once uh a single race same, yeah right and that romulans broke off and and you know vulcans went on to uh you know become more disciplined and right uh you know romulans embraced in emotions right romulans yeah romulans embraced, embraced their emotions their their emotions for for power. I always thought it was interesting how they're the the Romulus and and Remus, you know, just just our own culture and history of of Romans. You know what I mean? And uh, I, I always thought that was interesting. But that's that uh, they would name them name their planets after uh, you know a couple of Roman myths that we had here on Earth. <laughs> were they were they catching some kind of transmission from us yeah I, th I think maybe maybe back in the day somebody saw a romulan ship go by you know <laughs> or, or stop in for a cheeseburger you know that's right <laughs> man that's a good episode um and yeah at the end i think it's at the end of the episode 
um you know where where kirk and and uh the romulan commander you know have their their final words uh the romulan says in a different reality i could have called you friend um that really strikes a chord it really does it's like it's like if if things if things could be different because because what it comes down to is that you know the the people who make up the federation and the romulan empire really aren't that different you know when it comes down to it i mean sure the the romulan empire itself is um it's like a totalitarian conquer you know they 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 want to conquer but uh at the same time it's it's all about taking care of their own and and that's right again what the federation wants to do and 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 the federation is more about exploring and and learning more about what's out there getting past not letting ambition get in the way of the right thing i think that's the common thread with with starfleet or, or what was being shown is like we don't worry about currency we don't have to worry about people have enough food we don't need to overeat because we have the opportunity to eat like hedonism is not um like a need you know there's not like a need for that anymore so for like sure. that very very different kind of um of, of way I remember that in Star Trek VI, um, The Undiscovered Country, when Kirk, um, who has is not a fan of the Klingons for their responsible, or one of them, well, Christopher Lloyd was responsible for his son's death, his son he's known for a short time. Um, and so uh, it's interesting. I remember when he's talking to the ambassador for the Klingons, and they really come to like a, a place of, of meeting and then it made me when I saw this episode, which I saw this after I'd watched six, um, I thought the parallel was was kind of interesting about these two different races, although it was Klingons versus Romulans. Yeah. Um, yeah, what you mentioned there about Star Trek Six, as much as Kirk hates Klingons, and it's a it's it's it is a racism, it's prejudice, it's you know, whatever you want to call it, it's truly a a true hatred of of a race but he is willing to put his hatreds aside in the interest of peace in the galaxy and right um you know he and he and bones when they're accused of killing the chancellor you know they're fighting for it they're like why would why on earth why in the galaxy would we give up this this one man who was best hope for peace that we could possibly have right and and it, because at that point it's not about who kirk hates anymore it's about right the, the betterment of humanity and klingons and they're coming together and uh it's just it's it's a very powerful movie i i really yeah. undiscovered country is so good it's really um, one of my favorite star trek movies ever but but it does it just kind of had a little throwback to this this episode for me yeah all right, so let's talk about Space Seed. This is the episode that introduces us to the unforgettable villain Khan Noonien Singh. Oh, uh, what are your thoughts on this concept of a genetically engineered superhuman from the 20th century? I I like I like the the storyline um because it it kind of goes back and and talks about how where we are as a culture now, or I guess where they were as a culture then, and how the continued destruction of humanity 
and these factions and fighting and creating superhuman, you know, or having this ability to to uh, have like an elite soldier and then they break off and they're doing their own thing. And they're, I mean, just this, this uh, apocalyptic world and how we came out of that, you know, and now you have this, you know, this discovery. It's interesting though, to me, because Khan really is set up as a Moriarty, you know, um, for, for what happens later to, to Captain Kirk. And he looks so different. You know, obviously, uh, just a completely different haircut. He looked like Gene Simmons, you know. <laughs> but, um, but I, I really like this this storyline um, a lot. What about you? So, <laughs> um, I think it's great that you know the the whole the the end of the story of the the episode uh, Space Seed. Kirk decides to offer Khan and his people like after and this is after Khan tries to take over the ship right and kill Kirk right Kirk still you know is is willing to offer them a chance at at life instead of trying to destroy them or putting them back in cryofreeze and right. setting their ship adrift again he could have easily done that but no they find a, a lush planet SETI Alpha 5 and and give them a chance to to live out there. Now, I do Seti wonder Alpha six Seti Alpha would there have five. been? I, I wonder if there had been more of the series. I wonder if they had any intention of bringing Khan back in right. the show. Um, because obviously he does come back in Star Trek Two: The Wrath of Khan. Um. <laughs> man and and oh my gosh he is so good in that role he is um, so good ricardo montalban is i mean man. um but i i do i can't help but wonder like if if they had gotten more than three seasons uh or if they had had a chance to uh maybe write that episode what what would an, another episode with khan have looked like if they had gone back to seti alpha 5 to check up on the crew of the botany bay don't you feel like because <clears throat> it didn't in this episode we got to see uh spock fight a bit more right because well, of because they had the superhuman i'm trying to remember the episode it's been so long but didn't like kirk fought i mean it's just completely overpowered right because they're so strong, but didn't didn't we did see Spock fight more in this episode past? Because before it'd been more like like the moves and you know like that sort of stuff. But this one, you I get, feel like you we get got that. To see, yeah, we got the big double handed fist. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I think is this is this where we discovered that Spock has superhuman strength as well. Feel like it is because he went up against him, didn't he? And then there it was like a moment, but I I'm, I can't remember. I've, it's been so long, but I feel like that's that was the episode where you're like, oh, you know, <laughs> my, oh my. <laughs> All right, um, let's get to one of my personal favorites: the city on the edge of forever. This one had time travel, it had love, it had sacrifice. All rolled into one. Uh, what are your thoughts on this tragic love story between Kirk and Ms. Edith Keeler? And then the moral dilemma faced by Kirk 
You remember this episode? No, recap me. Uh, I'm sure I will once you tell me. But yeah, go back. So this is this is the one where they um, wound up going back in time <laughs> to World War II Earth. Oh, yes. Um, oh my and, gosh. And Kirk falls in love with this woman yeah. who has to die in order for I can't remember what it is, um, but like millions of people will live if she dies. That kind of that kind of thing. And and in the end, um, she's crossing the street and like she's about to get hit by this truck. And and McCoy, McCoy is getting ready to run out and save her. But Jim holds him back, holds him because, back. even though yeah. even though he's in love with this woman, right. he holds Bones back and is like, no, we can't because it's got to play out this way. And then right. they come back to the, the future and um Oh, it's just it's so heartbreaking oh, to to watch man. that happen and there and like even even Spock it seems like is is shaken up by what has to happen. Do you know what had to play into this episode? Um I I remember at I'd been kind of going through a binge of of this of watching this show, but I was also watching the old Twilight Zones that that you remember like they would come on Nick at night or something like that, you know, we'd be able to watch those. And I was watching all those at the same time. And I remember feeling like this episode had a vibe to it about like that was very Twilight Zone-esque where just how you, the ramifications of your future choices and all that. Um, it had that that kind of vibe. Um, but man, that was that was a heart-wrenching episode. Um, all right. I've got two more on our list. Uh, first one or first <laughs> Our our fifth one that I want to talk about is uh, Mirror Mirror. This is where we're introduced to the Mirror Universe, uh, where like it's this alternate universe where everybody's evil. Yes, and of course they have goatees to show that they're evil, <laughs> which um, is appropriate. I mean, obviously we are <laughs> we're we're the bad guys. This is the darkest timeline. <laughs> what if? What if we are the bad ones in <laughs> the multiverse? Oh, I mean, man. Embrace it, you man. You can't be bad if you're wearing a Thundercats shirt. Look at you. That's an awesome shirt, by the you way. You can be. You can be. So, um, the uh, yeah, that this episode's really cool. Um, I love I love the bad the bad team. <laughs> That's really fun. Great, great play on it. You're like, and- and this is another one where like I, I'm really impressed with the way that they have continued to utilize the mirror universe. Yeah. Um, and we didn't get a whole lot of it until Deep Space Nine. And and we got several episodes in the mirror universe well, there. What but about we also, Tasha Yar? Didn't Tasha Yar have or was or was it just a clone of her? It was, it was a different timeline. Oh, it was a different timeline. That's what okay. So it wasn't a mirror verse, it was a different timeline. Okay, yeah. got it. Yeah, that was that That's, was. That gets confusing, you know, knowing the different, <laughs> the different ones, and then of course in Discovery you have uh, alternate alternate um, uh, ones as well. But those aren't timelines. That's not mirror. Is it just a different uh, universe? That's mirror. That's the mirror universe. So that counts as mirror. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Where the the like the Terran Empire is is what's right. the the strong uh, that was the strength well in space. Done. That was yeah. really cool. Um and so yeah Deep Space Nine remind me of that that one that connection. Uh, Deep Space Nine, 
there were several episodes throughout the series that touched on the mirror universe where um they it's almost like they could go back and forth whenever they felt like it um yeah i don't know if it was because uh um shoot miles o'brien uh had the know-how to uh tinker with the the transporter to get them over there um but uh yeah it was it was interesting because they always there there were several episodes where they went and uh tried to change things over in the mirror universe uh for the better to try and take down the terran empire and i think the only one that i remember was nana visitors um alternate um if i recall yeah what yeah, that, she was in, she was in charge of the uh, the space station, right? Um, but she was not a benevolent ruler. No, she was not. Yeah, saw her at that um, at that Comic Con too. So, um, but with uh, remind me how that ended out with with that episode with Kirk. Let's see what I got in my notes. Kirk's attempt to convince Spock to change the future of the mirror universe. Uh, I don't think that went very well. Uh, it's I don't know. It's I don't have the the end game on here. What happened at the so end of the episode? So many of these episodes were just so one and done. I mean, even yeah. going back to the other one, like you have this the episode in World War Two, and you know, Jim pulls you know um, Bodes back, and you know, the next episode is just like plot it all. You yeah. know, it's just. That's, there was no continuity right these these weren't serialized um like a lot of shows are today right um like picard was very much a serialized you've got one story arc that's taking place over the entire season whereas you just yeah pick these, up an episode in the middle you know this and and that's i think that's what i like about strange new worlds is that it's it's so much like the original series or like um next generation where it is it's it's a one and done kind of thing you you don't have to invest right. in 10 episodes to understand what's going on you can and they would have an arc they would have an arc where it'd be like a few episodes where something's going on or an overarching thing that gets right. resolved but it's... yeah you could have like one and done episodes yeah it's it's like you were talking about with with next generation where you've got character arcs that you know they they develop and grow over time but it's little things that are happening here and there and it's it's not like I have to watch all five of these episodes to understand what's going on in the story, you know. Right. I can I can come in and I can pick up this one episode. Oh, it's a musical episode. That's cute. Oh, right. Well, that's over. Okay. Cool. Right. Move on. Yeah. Um. All right. One last episode we want to talk about, and that's the trouble with tribbles. Okay. I was waiting. I I was I was like, if you're not going to mention this one, then I'm going to mention this one because. Oh my god! Oh, yeah, let's let's get balls. your opinions. Cute or annoying? Annoying, annoying. Not cute. Oh man, that's funny though. <laughs> um, it's such an absurd episode, but it's so it really like is. legit. Like falling all over the place. They're open up consoles and they're just like pouring out of them. <laughs> Because what oh they, well, I can't remember what the the rate of their reproduction cycle is, but it's ridiculous. Um, oh, yeah, man. but that that episode also though led to a great episode of uh, Deep Space Nine. Oh yeah, 
where yeah. they were able to kind of digitally insert the crew of Deep Space Nine into this old episode uh, of the Trouble with Tribbles. It's so it's so well done, and, that and I love really good. The, I love the um, how they try to ad- address the change in the appearance of Klingons over the years because they did not do the makeup for Klingons like they do now no. like it was no. it was just like we're gonna like give you guys dark skin and and maybe a sort a of bumpy of forehead. that's it yeah. that's all we're gonna do and you know of course now the Klingons have these heavy ridges on their foreheads right and right. usually long hair and it's like and, right. and they and Worf was on this episode so they're like um what's those are Klingons we do not talk about it. <laughs> That's the best. Oh, that was good. And then there was another. There was. Didn't they come back in something else? Was it Lower Decks or was it? Or what? what there was some other show. One just Deep Space Nine that did it. Uh I feel like there was another another series or episode that did that touched on them. Tribbles. Uh huh. Um, Star Trek Into up. Darkness. <laughs> Had a tribble in it. Oh, um, it. You don't you don't see them too often. I know there was an episode of the, uh, I think the uh, animated Star Trek series back in Maybe back in the seventies. Um, had a tribble episode. Appearances. Um, yeah. that yeah, episode cracks me up. Yes, yeah, so a Star Trek episode so that doesn't take itself so seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've had they've had multiple appearances. Interesting, interesting. But there was one where, oh man, there's one that was like more recent than that. That that Discovery had it. Um, oh man, that's crazy. Geez, I'm looking up tribbles, and there's like, there's like a, a, a site that shows like the anatomy of a tribble. <laughs> Trekkies are real, man. They're they're hardcore. They they will go into some detail. <laughs> I mean, I thought it was just a little fuzzball, but okay. No, no, apparently. <laughs> Folks, that is going to wrap up our deep dive into these iconic Star Trek episodes. Do you have any favorite? Uh, episodes among the original series that we did not mention. There are plenty others that I know exist that um, were very popular uh, that we just didn't have time to get around to. But um, but if you did, be sure to let us know in the comments. Um, we hope you enjoyed this trek through the stars. Uh, so don't forget to like, subscribe, hit the bell icon, stay in the loop with what we're doing. Uh, Landon, any parting words for our fantastic listeners slash viewers? Boldly go to bed. <laughs> Boldly enjoy your week. Live long and prosper. Yes. And stuff. Oh, my. Why? <laughs> Wise words, wise words. All right, to all of our listeners out there, until next time, have a great whatever it is, wherever you are. Goodbye.